This is a podcast from Rover. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Rural Exchange. Uh, if you're listening on the radio, you're listening on Today FM right across the country. 7.02 a.m. in Auckland, uh, where I can assure you we continue to have a very good following. Uh, perhaps the rural urban divide is not as wide as some would like to think it is. Look, uh, we're here too for the best part of five years thanks to Carter's Tyres. You can go and check them out at carterstires.co.nz. Get all your tyre requirements sorted. They are simply the best. Right out, straight into it for part two of the show. Uh, Ag research. Well, a new strain of M. bovis has been identified in one of the four confirmed properties in uh, mid-Canterbury. Now, MPI will ramp up summer testing after their uh, genomic testing revealed the new strain on one property. Now, Ag Research Infections uh, Diseases Principal Scientist Axel Heiser joins us now. Uh, Axel, welcome onto the show. I mean, this is really concerning, isn't it? Uh, good morning. Yeah, it is. It is um, to some degree uh, concerning because we have missed this strain before, but it's not concerning because this strain can still be detected by the by the current testing. So if if we had it somewhere else, we would have found it. Yeah, right. Oh, that's good then. Okay, okay. The testing is working for this. I mean, I guess that's that's fair enough. That's a a, a lot of uh, relief. Okay, what do you know about the new strain so far? Uh, I know very little. I only know what um, MPA MPI has put out. Um, it is a strain that's genetically somewhat different to what what we had before. Um, which is not unusual. Um, the mycoplasma, um, various species do that. They they have varieties. Um, it looks like this strain has been around for a while, um, which is the part that's a bit a bit strange that we haven't found it before. But that might have to do with the um, extent of genetic testing that has been done. Um, but as I said, if if it had been on other properties, it would have been detected over the past years with the tests that had been done. Mm. MPI said this strain doesn't behave any differently. Uh, can you just put that into layman's terms? Oh, yes. Um, so it basically it is as infectious and, and as much causing disease and as much being sensitive to antibiotics or anything as as any other strain. Um, the the mycoplasma bovis is pretty good at at changing its its outside. Um, the immune system can fight it, and the immune system recognizes the outside of of the of the mycoplasma of the bacteria. It's like a like a coat or a jacket they have on, and they are pretty good at changing their jackets and and hide um, doing that. Um, and this one is not hiding very well. So the immune system um, that uh, recognizes the other strains in, in, in New Zealand can, can recognize this one as well. So it is, it is just a little bit different. Axel, we were really close to eradication not so long ago with just one property infected only a few months ago. How do we get a new strain of bovis, you know, how has this happened? I mean, it might be too early to say, but how would we get another strain of bovis developed in New Zealand? Yes, it is. It is. It could have been around for a while, just being in hiding. Mycoplasma bovis is very, very good um, at hiding and not causing any trouble, not causing any disease. 
sitting in a joint or in a tissue hiding away. There's no immune response that you can detect. There's no bacteria. that. So that, that's one option. It has been there for a while. Um, the other option is that it has been a new entry, which would, of course, be more concerning. Um, and as MPI said, we're not mm. quite sure how microplasma bubbles came into the country originally. Um, so we don't know how this one would have come in. Um, frozen frozen sperm is is certainly an unlikely, but the most likely, in my opinion, um, source of mycoplasma infection. So that's frozen semen that was used at this particular farm, and you you're thinking that that is a, a likely option for where it's come from. Is that what you what you're saying? Yes, yes. As far as I know, and I'm, I'm, that's my my disclaimer. Um, the farm has has used um, has used frozen semen um, at a time when the regulations and the tests around it were not as strict as they are now, and that is a small window of, of chance that that um, that way um, the infection came in without the farm doing anything wrong. It's just an incredibly unlikely case of bad luck. Mm. So in this case, if if that's what's happened, um, you, you're saying that since then the test or the the biosecurity has been tightened. So my question is, if it's happened once, or if it's happened again, what's the likelihood that this could could happen again with a, a different strain of bovis? Um. Looking into the future, I don't. Uh, I think the the likelihood is is very small because the the regulations around the import of, of frozen semen has have been have been tightened. Um, there is a small chance that it has happened in the past on other properties, um, but as I said before, this strain is very similar to the strain we already had and so would most likely other strains be and they would be detected by the testing. And the milk testing so far has served us very well to find all these cases that we didn't find through tracing. Mm. Well, okay, bit of, bit of water to go under the bridge, but you, you, Axel, to be fair, you don't seem... Um, and in your role, obviously, as principal scientist of the infectious diseases team, but you seem to feel, I get the impression that you feel that you still have the situation pretty well under control. Yes, I, I from what I expected from the eradication program, um, I, I had not expected that we were as far down the track as we are after four years. It was a 10-year mm. or is a 10-year approach um and and setbacks were to be expected and and having the the feedlot property in canterbury was a high risk um area um and and that's what we're seeing now there's is all the cases are located in that area and that problem is taken care of now so i'm i am optimistic about um the progress of the the program there we go. That is Axel Heiser, Ag Research Principal Scientist, Infectious Diseases Team. Uh, Rebecca Greaves, I actually think we do need to look at that. It, 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 I mean, I, I can remember Lowy and I just laughing, you know, going, what, eradication? Oh, come on. Um, you know, and it'll be, it would be, as Axel said, everything along the lines of a sort of a 10-year a go. But um, to be fair, 
on the very positive side, uh, happened much quicker. Well, we've got closer much quicker than one would have expected. Yeah, I have to admit, I didn't realise that it was a 10-year time frame. So when he puts it that way, it does seem like they have made very good progress and we were so close. Um, Yeah, I mean, I would have been with you and and Loie on that. I would have thought, oh, goodness, no one's done it. Other countries live with it. Why can't we? Um, My family actually had it on their farm, um, our family farm, and it was really stressful for my brother and my dad. And, um, yeah, I wouldn't wish that to happen to anyone, let alone, you know, the guys we talked to a couple of weeks ago. Um, some of, He said, you know, some of them had had it for a third time. I, yeah. I think, oh, goodness, that would be hard. But, you know, maybe it is worth it. Yeah. Yep, okay, well it seems to be uh, not gone, but uh, we uh, seem to be on top of it despite this, uh, well, this latest new strain of M. bovis that has been identified in one of four confirmed properties there in uh, mid-Canterbury. Now, a quick slight change of tact. I just want to remember for our good folk entering the New Zealand Dairy Awards, the early bird entries. Don't forget to get those in. Now, I'm just going to have a look at my notes here because I know there was what? There was a nice, uh, if I remember rightly, a nice motorbike uh, early bird entry, the XR150 Honda, a nice water pump, a nice mower for entries that get in before the 22nd of October. That's for the New Zealand Dairy Industry Awards. Not long ago, we had Robin Congdon, of course, the boss of it all, uh, on the show. Always good to chat to Robin. Awards if you want to find out uh, more about those and get in because, um, um, you know, I've been lucky enough to be quite close to the pulse on that for a number of years, and they are a fabulous institution, the dairy NZ Dairy Industry Awards. Right. Change of tack once more. Have you been watching anything good on the telly, Rebecca Greaves? Is there anything that sort of tickled your fancy, so to speak? Uh, you know, you'll learn this about me, Hamish. I'm not really one for sitting down. Right. <laughs> I don't do relaxing um, very well. I would be what people would term an active relaxer, maybe. Um, however, and I know because I've seen on your social media that you're a fan of this, um, Really, the only thing I've watched in the last wee while that I really enjoyed um, and can't wait for the next season is uh, Yellowstone. Great. I've got it written down here. I think it's the 15th of November it returns. Season five. Oh, uh, so excited. Yeah. My wife didn't want to have a bar of it now. She's addicted. I think she thinks she's Mrs. Rip Wheeler. <laughs> anyway, I mean, not that she would think uh, that being married to me, but in terms of the program, that's what's in her head. Um, yeah, there's a bit of... Uh, hey. Uh, <laughs> there's been a bit of uh, um, what I would call uh, average stuff around a bit lately. There hasn't been a great influx of news shows. I tried to get into that Jeffrey Dahmer out of Milwaukee, but uh, that's awful. I can't watch him, the mass murderer. Um, so that's. Oh uh, no, I don't like anything that I don't like anything murdery or dead. No, no, I don't like crime stuff. Oh well, there's not <laughs> much. Really there's not much out there for you, is there? No, um, no, no. Having... Yellowstone was was yeah. gruesome enough for me. Just, yeah. just oh, the reason- right amount, but reasonably, <laughs> exactly. Hey, have you had <laughs> any feedback on this uh, the Peta um, situation with the uh, you know people who 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 eat uh, what was the story? People who eat meat shouldn't be allowed to have sex. Men who, who eat meat shouldn't be allowed to have sex. From Peter, have you had any more feedback on that? I just wonder because it got some quite good, uh, you know, quite good interaction from one or two who found that quite amusing. 
Well, it did not. I, no, I can't say I've had too no, much okay. more further to that. How about, how about yourself? No, I have had one or two pick it up with me. Now, the gist of this is Peter, who, what are they? They're anti-everything to do with farming, aren't they? Uh, they say that those who eat meat shouldn't be allowed to have sex, shouldn't be able to... Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, um, I thought you might have had a few more bit of feedback on it. But anyway, it's from the podcast uh, a week ago. It's from last week's. We had a bit more discussion on that as well. And it was actually uh, our chat with Katie Milne from last week. So you might want to go back and have a, a listen to that as well. Okay, uh, there we go. We're, we're in week three. We're in week three of discussing this, aren't we? So it's yeah, look, it's, it's, yeah, it is. Well, that's right, because it's, it just seems such a bizarre kind of thing in my uh, humble opinion as well, Miss Bantam Breeder, as you, just... you once were. The, the, the things that you find out about you, you're a Bantam Breeder. There's, like, I'm going back through my pages and notes, and I make these little uh, no, Bantam Breeder. Yeah, well, I, love, I quite like I, that I loved them when I was younger. Yeah, I did. I loved them. I spent hours and hours with them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Another thing that I noticed the other day that we were talking about that analog fillet of fish. I still can't get my head around that. Yeah. No, I can't get my head an analog a, a, a fake fillet of fish. I suppose we are going down that path in a fairly big way. But anyway. That is enough of uh, me coming up. The things we the things yeah. we talk about on the show. I mean, oh well, so that's right. We like to be a, <laughs> variety is the spice of life, and we uh, we need to have you know what I would call what would you call a bit of diversification. Otherwise, it would get very boring uh, very quickly. Righty ho. Um, yeah, we'll take a break. Um, when we come back. Uh, she used to like coming on the show with us now, but Dom's hijacked her onto Rex today. But I said, well, we need the interview on our show. Thanks very much, Dom. Celebrity chef Nadia Lim. The new TV show you mentioned, uh, don't know, I, don't think you, I don't think you've seen it, um, but I thought it was okay. Yeah, I gave it a good pass mark. So looking forward to hearing Dom chat with, uh, oh, more than a pass mark. It was a bloody good watch. Uh, Dom chatting with celebrity chef uh, Nadia Lim, that is next. I will apologise. We haven't been able to get a hold of the 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 uh, the yes minister slot, James Shaw. No, James Shaw, uh, at this particular time. So we will press uh, onwards and upwards without James. So Nadia Lim is next here on Rural Exchange Rex. This is the Sunday edition. Hamish Mackay and Rebecca Greaves, your team.